Hey guys, today's episode is another compilation of warm-ups. This is numbers 6 through 12. As with last time, the edit is a little bit rough because I did it all over a year ago when I was not as good at editing. And I just want to put a little disclaimer that we do use some slurs in this recording. We use a word to refer to trans people, which is not very acceptable, and a word to refer to sex workers, which is not very acceptable either. Uh, it's, it's in the context of discussing those words, we're not just slinging slurs around. But if that is going to be a problem for you, then this might not be your episode. I really enjoyed this, and I hope that you do too. Also, just to let you know, SJ and I have started recording again. I'm going to keep on putting up old episodes, etc., to try to build up a bit of a backlog, especially because I've got a little sprogan on the way. Due date is Christmas Day. Very exciting. So for now, you can expect recycled content for the next little while, and then new episodes probably coming in the new year. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years, and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up, <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year, and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh, my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Are we starting? I'm waiting for you. Oh, I'm waiting for you. I said, like, four minutes ago, let's go, and you've been doing stuff ever since then. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm waiting for you. I'm recording. Yeah. What? I've been recording for like five minutes. In that case, let's do a warm-up. Hey, SJ, you want to warm up? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. So it's been a crazy week in the world of the podcast lately, hasn't it? That sounds very disingenuous, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're up to 22,000 views, or listens, I suppose, not, not views. Downloads? 22,000 downloads? Yeah, I was going to say, technically it's downloads. So there must be a whole bunch of people just downloading it and just never listening to it. I... <laughs> I mean, that is true. I have so many podcasts on my phone that I downloaded like upwards of six months ago. But uh, I think a lot of people do listen to it as well. You just never know though, right? That's true. Although I was I was on a D floor on the weekend and someone came up to me to tell me how much they liked the podcast. You say a D floor like that is a thing that I should know what it is. A dance floor. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a work thing. Like I was on D floor at my job. I was on floor D. Yeah, no, no, no. I was at a dance party and... You were also on national TV. Yeah, I was on national TV. Do we want to talk about this on the warm-up? Where does all this stuff go? I don't know. We've got so much I want to talk about on the main podcast that I was just going to burn through some topics here. Sure. I feel like every time I do something that's more public and mainstream, public and mainstream, it's the, both of those things, yep. the more cringeworthy I feel when I see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, uh, you don't care, do you? I think, I know, I'm trying to work out how to say I think that's sad without being a prick. Uh, I think that's sad. Oh, really? Why? Because, I don't know, I feel like you, you get embarrassed about things and you get disappointed by things and they're cool things that are good and you're like, oh, this thing was bad. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean being on Channel 7 was bad. Like, I think that that's kind of funny and kind of cool okay so what are you talking about but what i mean was like that actually watching it was like oh god this this is painful yeah i, I can see what you're saying well also because i mean 
Oh, I don't know if I sent you a screen cap of this, but so they they didn't like leave in any of me saying that I immediately told you. Okay, so for those who don't know, I wrote an article about Peter and about how you publicly another one about how you publicly proposed to me, and it was awful. Uh, and I said yes when I didn't mean yes. Have you read the article? <laughs> no, no, no. There was an awful experience. The article was very good. It was. It was very good. Actually, it ended up on the Age website. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would explain where these hits are coming from. So that happened. And then Channel 7, they got in contact with me an hour after. Okay, whatever that is, throw it onto the bed, please. They got in contact with me like an hour after the article was posted, though. Onto the age or onto daily life? Onto daily life. Nice. Anyway, in the, like, snippet thing of me, they left out any bit where I said that I immediately told you that I didn't mean yes. Right. They, they cut it together, yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? So it looked like I said yes, and then I just lied to you for two years, and then we broke up. I think the reason I, I wouldn't find that cringeworthy is because... Anyone who I care about would bother to find out the true story. Anyone who, who watches that is like, well, I've made my judgment. I'd be like, oh, I don't care what that person thinks. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't know that mainstream TV editing is hugely manipulative and one-sided and dodgy as all fuck, uh, sure, hate me. Like, go on. <laughs> You're also welcome to hate plumbers and immigrants. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I totally understand and I'm on board with that, but... Like, in terms of my emotional response, my emotional response is not like, oh, that's fine. My emotional response is like, oh, and because and, we initially were looking at the comments on the article and <laughs> we were like, oh, this is kind of funny because mostly people were like saying, this is fucked. This is why people shouldn't propose to other people in public. And they were also saying, my husband proposed like this and it was way better in that, or they were saying, this chick is a bitch. He was just trying to do something romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do women gotta hate men? What a misandrist liar. Anyway, and I thought that was quite funny. Um, and we like commented once on this thing. I got like 32 likes. <laughs> yeah, I got like 54. So fuck you. I mean, it was your article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my article. But I went back later and I looked at it again. And because I was like, oh, that was really funny last time I looked at this. I'll go look again. And then, yeah, the comments had gotten a lot meaner and just a lot more mean ones. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is why you don't this is why you don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. But I found in the comments of the Channel 7 thing, someone had been like, is this the chick from Lukewarm Sex? (laughs) Which is the Luke McGregor documentary, documentary, doco drama. Yeah, it's a documentary series. That you were a part of? Yeah. I still haven't seen that. Is that available online somewhere? I'm sure it is. Don't say I view. Last time you said I view. <laughs> I'll see if I can get it another way. Okay. So, yeah. And then, no, but they said, is this a chick from Lukewarm Sex? Yeah, it is. She's so mean. And I was like, oh, someone recognized me from this other thing. That's kind of cool. And then I was like, oh, and they've decided that I'm, that I'm mean. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
I think my favorite comment was someone was like, "Ah, oh, man, this poor guy. And I was like, no, actually, you know, I have no issue. She's right. It was a dumb thing to do. Uh, and she read the article by me and he's like, no, no, that's not how you feel. And I was like, it is. And he's like, mm, we're going to have to agree to disagree. And I was like, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't post that last one, but I was so tempted to just be like, no, you're an idiot. Because he was just like arguing that my feelings were invalid. And I was like, not how it works. Not how the world works. Have you ever commented on public articles like that? About me or not about me? No, no. I mean, like, I don't really do that very often, if at all. No, no, I, I never do. Yeah, but it looks like I'm I'll, like... I'll comment on friends' statuses, which is kind of similar. It's not the same. <laughs> my mum comments on them. <laughs> people seem to do it for sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people people really enjoy, like, sharing an opinion and, and hearing people's thoughts and proving that they're right despite the fact that the person whose emotions they're talking about is right there being like no you're definitely not right about this uh that's how people choose to fill the hours in the day and that is fine that is a thing that i can understand i mean i can only understand it as a form of procrastination from something else i should be doing yeah but i don't want to sound like i'm being elitist or or a creative dick but most people don't necessarily have something else that they should be doing oh my god you're right. Yeah. It's, uh, you and I fill every hour of every day with as much stuff as we possibly can. And so it's easy to forget that not everyone lives their life that way. And that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying it's a fact. Yeah, right. Like, I, I have friends who I'm like, I don't understand. They don't understand how I get as much done as I do. And it's because I don't really switch off. Like, I've started going to the gym for about two hours a day. And while I'm at the gym, I listen to podcasts. And then I come home and cook myself breakfast and watch an episode of TV. That is my leisure time, like going to the gym and eating breakfast is my time off. The rest of the time, I'm either working or sleeping. Or sexing. I feel like you go on a lot of dates. Uh, yeah, okay. Those three things. Yeah, I mean, like last week, last week, week before, some point, you were like, I have a date every night this week. That's a lot of dates. I was like, I was like a month ago. That's way out of uh. date. Oh, the other thing I was just going to say is more like, sorry if I haven't gotten back to you. If I get to a point where I'm receiving a lot of emails, I just stop um, being able to look at them. And I'm like, I will just look at them all at once. That, that's because... called the Reginald method. Is it? Uh, hang on, let me, it's let a me method. Find... Oh, uh, okay. Now things. I feel less ashamed of it. Uh, so, SJ, read that. This is the thing I'm talking about. I mean, I don't think it's... You made that... <laughs> when you said it sounds like the Reginald method, I thought that's that sounded... Like, <laughs> like a compliment. A, like a productivity It turns method. out that's not a compliment. It's just a bird who receives an email and then doesn't reply and then forgets about it and then remembers and then feels terrible about it and then just never replies and does that all the time. How are you? I'm good. I just, I'm very cold and I just... <sighs> okay, so... This is like normal normal podcast material, but I, I wouldn't want to talk about it on the normal podcast, but... The other day I put up a photo of myself in like a fake fur coat okay. uh, online. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, yep. The picture of me licking the cat. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's an intriguing enough um, description <laughs> that people might seek, seek it out. And someone uh, commented saying like, is that real fur? And I said, oh, no, definitely not. And they said, great, now I can continue to have an online crush on you because you're not wearing real fur. Yeah. Which like... No, I can understand that, but I just realized I'm so cold and I have this hat that I want to put on, which I didn't buy, but someone gave to me 
and it has fur on it. It's it's actually made of a skinned baby. Ah uh, no, no, it has. It's it's mostly a hat, but it has a little bit of. It's mostly a hat. <laughs> it's mostly a hat, but it has like a little bit of. It has a little bit of like real fur on it, and when I got it, I was like, "This is." I feel really weird about this. And again, I didn't... Okay, so I feel like my... I don't want to talk about this on the main podcast just because I don't want to talk about this in front of too many people. But I feel like... For... Fortunately, no one listens to this. <laughs> Fortunately, no one listens to the warm-up. Um, I suppose I was like, oh, I suppose my line is like, I don't buy fur. <laughs> I just tell people to buy it for me. I think I only have two two things that have fur on them and one was like my grandma's hat and another one was a hat that someone gave me but I'm like oh there's probably people who would have issue with that and then my brain is like oh well then I can never wear that hat and put a photo of it online that's what my brain does immediately yeah. and I'm like oh it's this feels terrible I was interviewed with by Aaron McGathy like months and months ago now and it went online I know, I was listening to it and I was like, I sent you a message afterwards because you said some things on there and I was like, do you feel that way anymore? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you, things? like near the end of it, you talk about how much you love doing this podcast. Uh, being I still do love doing it. No, I know, but you were like, oh, no, no, it's absolutely not work. We would do it for fun <laughs> forever, all the time. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe we feel differently about this thing. <laughs> how do you, how do you, would you still do this for fun forever? I mean, I I do find it fun, but I, I also don't feel like it's not work. No, it's definitely work. Because uh, it's definitely a bunch of work involved. You and I did an exercise the other day where we came up with our fuck you numbers. Oh, yeah. And I decided that probably mine was wrong. Well, okay, well, don't say it. It's not a public number. It's just for you and me. Do you want to explain what a fuck you number is? So... I mean, it makes more sense that you would explain it because you introduced it, but I could I just that. tell you what I thought it was, which yeah. is, it's the number of something. It's some sort of like... <laughs> some sort of number. <laughs> it's some sort of number. It's weird. That's it. And that's my explanation. <laughs> no, it's it's like uh, some sort of a tangible achievement when you go, yes, I am successful and that imposter syndrome that I constantly have being like, oh, you're not really very good, or you never, nothing you do ever works out right. You can finally say, fuck you, to that thing. You say, fuck you, to your imposter syndrome, because imposter syndrome is, is this idea that you'll never be good enough. Yeah. And I have it in spades. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. Do you really? That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It's hard to imagine. Uh, but I, I never feel like I've accomplished anything because my goals are so high. Yeah, but you always feel like you will accomplish those things. Right. So that's like the that's the thing that I find super weird. No, but imposter syndrome is the feeling that you haven't accomplished those things. And because I, I feel like I will I, That's not always. what I feel like imposter syndrome is. What's imposter syndrome then? Oh. You are contrary today. So like, what, is, it, is it Meryl Streep? I think it's Meryl Streep who says that she's like, has always had, hardcore imposter syndrome and she's like i just don't understand why people put me in movies like i'm not good right it's i mean that that is certainly an aspect of imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is also this idea that you're not successful like you're not like you're not a real whatever oh right yeah 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 
Yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I've been a professional author for four years, but a part of my brain is still like, yeah, but it's, it's porn. You're not a real author. Or yeah, it's self-published. You're not a real author. Or Scuttle it's only in the English language. You're not a real <laughs> number Scuttle one. Scuttle was very, uh, did very well on Kickstarter. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, but that was because the art was good. And like, that's because of, like, you know, it's imposter syndrome is justifying yourself out of feeling successful. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm really good at that. I see. I just, I feel like I take it one step further. Like, I feel like it's not even like, oh, you got that because of someone else's effort or energy. It's like, they just must have accidentally asked the wrong person. Right. That is, that is like hardcore imposter syndrome. <laughs> and I have that to a certain extent. I'm like, yeah, sure. I did really well on Kickstarter, but I followed the rules and I got good art. Like, that is how you do well, but my brain is still like, yeah, but Peter, you didn't do anything. I mean, we just recorded an... So we just recorded, the like, an episode of a new podcast that I'm doing, um, Starving Artists, and I was talking to you about you doing your Kickstarter, and you said that you spent, like, a year working on it. Yeah, and so <laughs> that is why I was successful. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but you're only successful because you spent a year working on it. Like, you didn't actually do it. You know, you weren't just magically successful. It makes no sense. I'm not saying it's a logical thought process. It sounds like you're like, it would go away if you were achieving things magically. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> like, if you if if it was like that whole, like, artistic genius, and then he wrote, like a Grammy award-winning album in 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, but I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's imposter syndrome. Oh, my God. I do that all the time. I feel like I'm not um, artistic genius enough, like, or that I'm somehow wrong because I, I do so much stuff about things that I'm feeling. Right, exactly. Like I'm like, yeah, but real artists make art that is, you know, fantastical. And says something. That's imposter syndrome. And the thing is, it's like that, uh, it's time for wait, but why referencing? <laughs> we should we should definitely have some sort of music. We should have an actual <laughs> jingle. Um, it's like that wait, but why post, which says, oh, fuck, now I've forgotten what it was because I got stuck in the jingle. What did you just say? Um, I said, uh, uh-oh. Um, it was probably very bad. I don't say anything good ever. <laughs> yeah. I really can't <laughs> Fuck. Okay, wait, wait. Give me a second. I was talking about wanting to be artistic genius. Is it something just, about. Just, just stop talking for like 10 seconds and I'll remember it. Okay. I'll check my Instagram. Fuck. Oh, I have two new followers on Instagram. What, did you, what was the thing that you said? What was it? I, I believe I was talking about not being magical or artistic genius enough. I think, oh, I can't remember the exact post that I was going to reference, but I think I was going to talk about the fact that all we see is other people, like the best of what other people want us to see. It's that post that he did. It's a really good post, like all Wait But Why posts are, about uh, what are you doing with your mouth? Just stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Wait But Why post that he does about the fact that we only see like other people's shining achievements. Yeah. And so we sort of walk away with this idea of like, man, that artistic genius just woke up one day and spilled out whatever. And I'm like, I can't do that. I have to work ridiculously hard to get anything done. That's why my favorite part of like 
any panel or forum or thing that I go to is basically just a person being like, I find it really hard. Or like yeah. like someone who just says, I'm, I don't do that. I went to see um, Starly Kine speak oh, yeah. last week. And she said exactly that. Yeah. She was like, I am such an awful writer and I avoid it so hardcore. I press, procrastinate over it so much. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this gift of your truth. Um, oh, by the way, I feel like I should say that Starly Kine is the host creator of Mystery Show, which is a podcast on Gimlet, which is very good. It was my favorite podcast. And then I found... Oh, the Beef and Dairy Network. What so the hell bad. is that? It sounds like a union podcast. <laughs> it's, it's framed like a union podcast. Uh, it's like 10, 15-minute episodes, so it's really easy to listen to a couple, and you'll immediately get it. Okay. That's so good. I want to tell you about a podcast I was listening to. Okay. It's called The Best Exes. No shit. Let's kill him. And it's two, it's two exes who used to date and then decided to start doing a podcast... And they're from Australia. No freaking way. And they started in 2015. Who are they? Where do they live? Well, here's the thing. One of the comments on your Daily Life article was like, oh, this is like the best exes. So I went and downloaded all the episodes. That was like a month ago the article went up? Yeah, something like that. I wrote an article about the, this podcast for Daily Life. Yeah. And so I went and downloaded like the first eight episodes. And then I started listening to it the other day. And then I went back and they've deleted it. So in the last, like, month, they've stopped running this podcast. But they've deleted all of it? They've deleted the website, the Facebook page, the, like... There's no direct reference to it online anymore. Wow. Wait on. I feel like, um... Starly Kine? Yeah. Yeah. Except, like, just with no, um, backing by a corporation, less experience... And a much smaller fan base. <laughs> and less skills. You know, th there's a few differences. Also, she explicitly doesn't research stuff that's only on the internet. That also happens. Oh, it's not on... It's gone. Like, it's been wiped from the internet. Oh my god, how do we find these people? Well, the thing is, they're both in the burlesque scene. And we have a bunch of friends in the burlesque scene. So I looked them up on Facebook and I found, like, eight mutual friends. Uh-huh. And so I'm wondering, like, how weird would it be to contact one of these mutual friends and be like, hey, can you put me in contact with your friend X because I want to ask them about the podcast they used to run? Is that a weird thing to do? I wasn't sure what the, what the social protocol was. I feel like that's absolutely a fine thing to do. Well, because I'm not really close to these burlesque people. They're just people I know. Uh-huh. It's not like contacting you. It's like contacting someone I barely know and being like, hey, can you put me in contact with your friend? I want to stalk them. And I that I feel like given the context that that makes that like that's that's just like of course. <laughs> so I I actually wanted to bring it up because I think you'd particularly enjoy this podcast because they talk very explicitly about sex. Oh, okay. However, I don't know how to say this without being a dick, which is so frequently the case. I feel like you should just like say that before every time like, <laughs> before you open your mouth. Every time. They're in a different kind of social group to, to you, particularly, and me also. Because in a lot of the first episode, they spend talking about trannies. Oh. And I oh. heard that. And I was like, you, you can't say that. Even oh. me saying it just then, I'm like, oh, that's not okay. It's like saying the N-word. Like, it's a really offensive term. But they're sort of in that 
sphere where like that 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 like they talk about them not as they talk about trans people not as like ah oh, circus freaks but as like oh yeah so I want to talk about trannies trannies this trannies that and I'm like no that's not the that's the social that's that that's not the that's a is bad that thing. like okay so I imagine that that I imagine from that point of view you might be someone who's like I understand that this is a a thing that is that is happening and that we are moving towards a world of acceptance but yeah. i don't know anyone who who would identify yeah. that way yeah. so i exactly. you wouldn't have the you don't have it's the knowledge. like it's in the same way that a lot of people use the word prostitute exactly. but they don't mean it in a derogatory way they mean it in that's the polite term yeah for most people as in like over 95% of the planet yeah prostitute is the politically correct term and hookers and whores are the incorrect terms yeah Whereas yeah. weirdly enough, when you when you start to get in contact with sex workers and get to know them, whores is used in the same way as queer is in like the the queer community. Oh, in the same way that fag might be used. I think I think queer is a closer analog because a lot of people will use whore as an identifier, as a neutral term. But if it was used against them, it would be a really derogatory term. Yeah, but I've seen people use fag in the same way. I I think like whorephobic is the term. Huh. Fagphobic doesn't roll off the tongue. No, exactly. Like, whorephobic is used as a neutral term to yeah. mean someone who has a fear of, of prostitutes or a bigotry against prostitutes. Oh, fuck, uh, sex right. uh, Whereas queer is used to be like, that is the correct term to identify the group. But if you call someone a queer, the tone in which you use it can be really offensive. Oh, uh, right. Sure. Okay. And so I think whore is that same kind of thing. Now I feel weir- weird that I've said all these words out loud. And they're recorded. Yeah, it could it can take over your brain. Isn't it weird? Yeah. It's one of those things I'm like, if you're listening to the warm up, you're obviously like into the podcast enough that you're gonna cut us a little bit of slack because you know that we are trying to be good people. I feel like um this is the part where we can really say stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it like it is. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. That's kinda cool. Like I'm kinda glad that there's this like to hear about that there's this there's this kind of in-between land, like, you know, of people who are transphobic and then me and then, pe- like, people in between that who are yeah. tr- who are trying to be accepting but are using, like, different language. They're in this different culture, which I, I'm always fascinated by people who are in different cultures, especially when they basically live next door, because they're burlesque dancers who are also... Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he he used to be in the navy, and she—I don't know if you know what she. Oh, she she works in a in a fashion store, and they're both really. I just really... realized: should we like not really talk about this? Like, if they've deleted it, like I mean, I feel like it's okay to talk about, but I mean, as in like in an identifying way, I feel like if they've deleted the whole thing. I think I, I, that's why I'm not saying names. Sure. I think, I think if if you can find them from the best exes, like there's still stuff online, and I I don't. I don't feel responsible because they published this as a podcast for two years. <laughs> for two years? Yeah. Didn't they start at 2015? Started, a year and a half. It started at the start of 2015 and it got deleted a month ago. Oh, okay. And they they really like online dating, don't like it, would never do it. They're both on Tinder all the time. What? That doesn't make sense. Well, that's the thing. Like, That's because you and I think of Tinder as online dating. Wait on, wait on, but how else would you think of Tinder? It's Tinder. It's its own thing. Like in that Kleenex is its own thing? In that 
Instagram is different to creating albums of photos. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to work out how to explain it. Um, no, like, it, that just doesn't, like, I, that just, wow. It's interesting that, that people would consider Tinder in such a different light. Yeah, because it's its its, its own entity. It's, it's, okay, here it is. Liking sci-fi makes you a nerd. Uh-huh. But everyone can go see Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because Tinder is such a popular thing. Yeah, and it's, and an it's app. like Yeah, it's an app. It's the kind of thing that you it's would not, it's do. It's not online dating. It's an app. <laughs> Particularly, I think, like, there's this idea that online dating is sad and desperate. Yes. And um, part of the sad and desperate part is that you have to put effort into, like, making a profile or if it's on OkCupid answering questions or whatever whereas Tinder like it makes I haven't used it very much but it just like makes a basically makes a profile for you and you only have to put in one you, word you have to type in like a sentence or two yeah. and pick some pick your favorite photos from your Facebook albums for me it when I I downloaded it a while ago and it just picked a photo which looked like I was masturbating and I got a lot <laughs> of <laughs> I got a lot of messages uh, uh, and then the other thing I just wanted to briefly talk about is we've been getting so much lovely fan mail. Yeah, oh, it's been so nice. I'll talk about this again on the on the podcast we're about to ex- ex- talk about because uh, I want to talk about it after we do the outro. But thank you guys so much. Like, I love it. I just it makes me so happy to like find these emails and read them. And I try to reply to. I've been replying to every single one, uh, and I've been trying to do like the kind of replies I would want to get. Hmm. And it's been great. So please keep sending them. You're fantastic. It's amazing. I, and that's been the warm-up. Oh, what do you have? Oh, I was going to say, I have, like, I realize I ha- I get to a point where I have a conflicted relationship with fan mail because I can't reply to it all. So there's a lot of stuff I haven't replied to, and I just feel bad. It's okay. If I reply, you don't have to. Oh, but there's a lot of things that aren't addressed to you. Anyway, basically, just I, I did a few things recently, and a lot of people have been contacting me, and I've been like, this is so nice. Um, but also I haven't been able to reply. Well, I'm still replying to every it's, fan mail, it's so a good, feel free to send I, it to me. I'm going to do that. I, I'm going to do that. I just, oh, I feel like such a dick. Hello, SJ. How are you? I'm sick. What? What's that like? It actually feels like I've been, um, lying on a grill all evening. Are you sunburned? No, I'm just really sore all over. And dry? Yeah, I am quite dry. Are you juicy? Do you have juicy innards? I'm juicy in that I have a lot of like, yeah. Fluids leaking from you? <laughs> yes, in the non-sexy way. Pretty sure all, all leaking fluids are non-sexy. Are they? No, there are some sexy ones. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> what about you? I'm really good. I've had a super productive weekend and a productive day. Guess what I did on the weekend? What did you do? I hung out with Wait someone. Wait, do you want listeners. me to actually guess? Well, I already said it now. I only I? know. You said you hung out with someone. Who? Oh, do you want to guess who? It's Hannah? Yeah, Hannah. Hannah is one of our listeners who sent an email being like, hey, welcome to Toronto. I'm enjoying the podcast. And I was like, in Toronto? I'm in Toronto. So we hung out on Sunday. I want someone to do that for Melbourne. Welcome to Melbourne. So many, so many people do it for Melbourne. You always get emails being like, like you, you had an email back and forth with someone who emailed the podcast being like, hey, we were at the same party the other day. My brain isn't working, but I'm sure that that happened. <laughs> do you get mail that I don't see? Yes, I do. 
Ooh, any, any Ooh. juicy you can tell me from those? There was some really great ones in there. There was a woman who's friends with Susie. Oh, well, Susie who lives in my city. Yeah, Susie who lives in Toronto, but who used to live with us. Um, yeah. uh, who is, a, a like, doing her PhD in poi. What the fuck is poi? You don't know what poi is? Oh, it's is like... like the, the fish in the pond? No, that's koi. Uh, um, no, poi... Is it, is it uh, the, the male version of a little girl? What? No, that's a boy. Oh. <laughs> is it when you need to get someone's attention and you're feeling really Australian? Oi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I kept going to koi, like as in C-O-Y koi, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. If you want to get someone's attention, but you don't, you feel embarrassed might be koi so poi is um this thing which i did i feel like it's like a rite of passage for anyone who goes backpacking through like i'm gonna say central and south america just but that's only because i was in central america in its most basic form it's like sand at the end of a long sock but two of them and you spin them around Oh, but people yeah, do it yeah. with people like people it's really it's kind of more popularly known as people do it with fire and light up stuff anyway yeah, she's yeah. she's I, I know the thing she's developed these ones that trigger off music so they make music as you spin the poi and now she's studying like the health benefits of poi um anyway it was just like i just love when people you know. Well, yeah, that's what was interesting about meeting Hannah. Like, Hannah has a whole life, and it's really interesting, and she was saying things, and I was just like, man, people have lives, and then listen to this podcast, and it helps them understand parts of their lives and, like, makes them feel less alone. Like, she, she went through a few situations where she's done what I did and just kind of, like, run away and cut off contact with people and not talk to them for a while. That's and, right. Uh, she talked about fleeing. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was super interesting, and hearing her, like, current career path and her goals and her dreams and... Uh, I'm sort of like, because I'm very new to having fans at all, I'm just like, I want to meet them all. At some point, that won't be sustainable. Uh, <laughs> at some point, I won't be able to sit down and like chat with every fan for two hours. But I really like, I'm enjoying the fact that that's where I am at the moment. Amanda Palmer has a good part in her book, The Art of Asking, where she talks about when she first had started having people that followed her staff, she just had, she had pen pals. Like she had pen pals. Well, that's what we're kind of doing now with our emails. Yeah, with like beautiful, like luscious relationships until she got to the point where she couldn't, like she couldn't do it yeah. anymore. She couldn't talk to everyone. And I feel... Well, she, she, she talks about her 10,000 hours were not in like music, but in developing a fan relationship. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I think about that actually a lot because I don't, I feel like I'm not doing it right in some way. Okay. I think maybe okay, so there's there's two sides. One side is like I don't know if I'm a very good person to get an email back from uh because because you use the regital method <laughs> of avoid it. Um often it takes me a while to get back or like it's it's not like a really it's not a really fluid thing all of the time. Um so there's that side. There's that side, which is like, I don't know if I'm good at it. And there's the other side, which is like, oh, and, and like, that's detrimental in a bunch of ways. And then there's the other side, which is like, 
it's interesting when because lately I've just been thinking a lot about my own time and where my time goes and also about like money and we I think we'll probably talk about this on the main podcast agreed but yeah it's just it's just a, it's interesting when you think about I have a friend who um does a lot of stuff in public but she's very very she's not quite inviting in the same way of people who admire her stuff yeah unless she has a kind of a re- like a reason like that sounds yeah, weird. And I mean, unless there's a tangible gain from it which she on the surface doesn't consider a connection with the fan to be well i think it's because she in her, she doesn't get paid very much and she has so much unpaid labor and particularly when she's out at events and stuff she's like look i'm here to i haven't talked to her about this but she seems i'm here to enjoy this thing like i actually don't want to do unpaid labor oh yeah, yeah. while i'm out i would i enjoy meeting fans so that's a different thing we, I, I've started pushing myself a little bit on this podcast to talk about stuff that I don't feel comfortable talking about in public. Oh, really? Like what? Like, uh... Wait on. I didn't know you had any of those things. Like the gender episode. That one made me feel uncomfortable to put out. Oh, yeah. And then the argument episode, which you're uploading in the next 24 hours, I guess? Yeah. Did you decide to split that? Yeah. Yes. We're going to split that. Because it yeah, was I got definitely a... long. Very long. I got good feedback from that uh, gender episode from one of my friends. Oh, yeah? He's actually also an ex. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know you talked to any of your exes. Yeah, I only occasionally. I'd, I'd need to see some kind of proof of this <laughs> before I'll believe it. I found out that Australia has the 60th slowest internet speed in the world. Do you mean six? Do you mean 60th highest? No, yeah, I mean 60th fastest in the world. Yeah. America's at like 30th. Yeah, apparently we used to be the 30th a couple of years ago. I mean, it's a combination of Australia's internet not getting faster and Asia's internet just getting insanely fast. God damn it. Oh, yeah, so everyone else is just getting faster. It's not that we're getting slower. Well, because yeah. we have the we have the national broadband network, which has just been a whole kerfuffle. Um, people... They've gone from normal broadband to the NBN network, and they, I have friends who said they don't notice the difference at all. Yeah. You've never been in America, like, during the modern internet era, have you? Wait, wait on. When does the modern internet era begin? 2011, 2012. Oh, okay. I was there in, like, 2011. Because, like, going on the internet in America or even Canada, you're just like, wow. Like, things don't ever need to buffer. Ever. Oh, Oh, like everyone just watches everything in the highest possible quality with no buffering and no shaping. And it's just insane. Uh, I couldn't believe it until I got here. It's, I bet you it's probably really cheap too. It's free. Just everyone gets free internet. They actually pay you to use the internet. Wait on. Are you kidding? No, you get paid to use the internet. If you don't use enough internet, you actually get fined. I think you're joking. Why would I joke about that? That makes no sense to joke about that. This is very serious. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have a strict internet quota. Because <laughs> because I turned my video off, I'm sitting here grinning, just trying not to let it show in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> they want all of the citizens to make sure they reach their daily quota of Reddit <laughs> and videos of animals. Or else they will come around and break oh my your God. legs. They are I... so angry freaking saw i have my new favorite animal video um 
it's called the non-swimming dog and i'll get you to put a link to it in the newsletter because holy jesus i've watched it a lot of times now and it's very fun oh we could talk about the spring and geeks oh yeah we should definitely talk about that the review podcast called spring and geeks spring and mr geek uh reviewed us uh did you listen to the review yeah what did you think yeah i did it was it was very complimentary Although, okay, so the bit that I found quite weird was that um, at the beginning, uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a woman and a man, um, and the, the woman was saying, like, oh, have you seen what honour looks like? And, he, and the guy was like, no, I haven't. And she was like, oh, yeah, you got to check out what she looks like in this, like, you will be surprised and interested kind of way. And I was like... And then they, that just got dropped and they started talking about other stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> I, like I'm like less attractive or more attractive than my voice implies. I'm not like, I'm, I just was, Springs, I just really didn't know. Springs is in her forties. So maybe she assumed the same of you. Oh, right. Oh, okay. But I feel like I talk about like quite I feel like I talk about shit that is so my age. <laughs> You're such a millennial. <laughs> I'm such a mid-twenties, like, middle-class, passion workforce. The more politically active and aware I become, the less politically involved I would want to be. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I've mentioned this before, but particularly recently I've become more politically aware and involved and I'm just like oh man that looks like that looks like hard work (laughs) that looks like you know that looks like hard work plus everyone criticizes you for it yeah like if you wanted a power trip going into politics sounds like it would be a bad idea in the same way that you know people that like some people go through med school and then they get to they're a doctor and then they can't take blood and they faint I feel like it might be similar when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to love politics. And then you get in there and you're like, oh. Oh, this is actually the worst. (laughs) People criticizing me is really not very nice. It's very, very hot here. Oh, okay. It's it's very cold here. Oh, have that gun. Are we really going to do this? Man, this warm-up is garbage so far. Garbage. It's so garbage. I think part of it is that we haven't really spoken that much. That's true, yeah. I've I've just had a very busy yet kind of... I didn't have a day off this week, and you got to have a day off. Uh, If you don't have a day off, you you go mad. And so I tried to write all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I got so much writing done on Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday I just had like 5,000 words that I needed to do, and I spent the whole day procrastinating and then like had a four-hour nap in the middle of the afternoon and then got up to do that last bit of work and, like, didn't do it, basically. Uh, ended up staying until staying up until 8 a.m. I love hearing about your procrastination stories because I just I just don't assume that you have them. It's just, and then I get very, I feel very comforted. There's three and a half main things I'm working on at the moment. So uh, my writing, you know, my day job that keeps me funded is the thing that I would like to drop. I can't afford to because I need the money, but I would like to write less smart, especially commissions. Like, I enjoy writing commissions, but uh, commissions are when people are like, hey, Peter, I want this story, and I sit down and write it. 
and they're fine, but it's 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 work. You know, I can't sit down and be like, what do I want to write about today? I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write about this specific thing that I might not even care about. And I always find a way to make myself care about them, but it's it's a lot more effort than just sitting down and being like, what have, what's been running through my head lately? I'm going to write that story. What do you what do you care what do you care about? Sorry, no, 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 wait. Flowers. No, I was going to say, how do you make yourself care about it? Uh, so I can't write something unless it's interesting, unless I find it interesting. So I have to like explore the, ang- the topic from different angles until I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting to me, and then I can write that. Writing for me is basically being like, what's an interesting thought? I'm going to put that in, into the computer. What's another interesting thought? I'm going to put that into the computer. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you two examples. Um, one person wanted a like, 2,500 word commission, which is a very, very short story with upwards of 15 characters in it wow and i was just like this is utterly ridiculous and the way i managed to write that was by just like leaning into it being like fuck it you know what he wants like 18 plot points and 15 characters in two and a half thousand words i'm gonna not 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 make fun of it because i wanted to deliver the product to the client but i was like i'm just gonna embrace how utterly ridiculous this is and so i named each of the characters after a different letter of the alphabet like there was an a b c d e and they were oh, introduced yeah. in alphabetical order. And he wanted, like, these two aliens. He wanted, like, aliens to give the main guys his psychic powers. And I was like, we don't have room for this. So there's just, like, one paragraph at the start where they're like, hello, fellow alien. Hello, fellow alien. Let us give this boy psychic powers. Okay. Wait, and does the boy get psychic powers and then he can have sex with people? Yes. Yes. With his, uh... So it, it was Tell called... me he's got a fancy penis. No, just a normal, normal penis. Oh. And he wanted, like, so, the, the I'll, I'll tell you the characters. The, this guy was living with his stepmom and her new lesbian partner, each of which had four kids. There were three or four maids. And there was, there was some other, I can't remember Wait, who else. Wait, did they just say, I would like 15 characters, and you were like, no, okay. No, he was like, I want oh, this guy oh, to wow. be living with his stepmom, who has a wife. I want him to have, I want her to have three kids and the, and the wife to have four kids. I want there to be three maids. Here's a brief description of them. And by the end of it, I want them all to be turned into Amazonian busty women who are sleepwalking and having sex with them. I remember you were on Erin McGathy's podcast, This Feels Terrible. Correct. Um, it's actually quite a good episode. I was pretty happy with it. But I learned some things about you oh, yeah. from listening to it. Um, but a, a bunch of it, oh yeah, there was a bit where you were talking about how erotica is like kind of sweet it's kind of innocent in that all of this stuff can happen and no one need like it's all happening in someone's mind i think erin was saying that not me yeah erin was saying that that it's like as in for me there's always this element of like if you if you're watching porn there's a thing of like how is this porn made yeah it's the least exploitative possible version of porn not all porn is exploitative, but yes. But this is the least possible exploitative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me, we got an email from someone asking for our um, porn suggestions. But they specified no incest and no mind control. And I was like, oh, well, I think I've, I've got a few porn tumblers that I can recommend, but uh, I guess this one's up to SJ. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to recommend <laughs> my porn tumblers. Well, uh, that's a choice you'll have to make. That's all for the warm-up. Anything that you wanted to cover before we go? Nope. I love you. No, you too.